This is Spraymakers, a podcast with Rossi and Trent where they dive deep into the world of water skiing. Gates, gates, gates. The start is the trickiest to get dialed, but also plays the biggest factor in the success of a pass. Actually going through those red balls, whether I do or whether I don't, has nothing, that's the last thing on my mind. It's got nothing to do with with, with how I think about setting up my gates. 100%. Um, yeah. And even and to a fault sometimes where, you know, I'll get to the end of the pass, you know, you know, help working with someone, coaching someone and, and be like, you know, okay, that gate was, you know, whatever. Amazing. Right. I miss, I missed it. And I'm like, ah, I didn't even notice. <laughs> so I do need to do a better job of that, but it's the last thing I'm thinking about and last thing I'm watching. Well, it's a, it's a sequence of events that, um, you know, that, that times out, that times out with you going through the, going through the gate. Right. So, mm-hmm. So I think the, the biggest thing to, to remember is that it's a sequence of events that we're going to try to maximize uh, our potential out of so that we may start our skiing on the best line we possibly can. And yeah. if we can do that, then we can have more room for error as we go down the course. And, and as we get to our, our top speeds or our shortest line links, you're going to need every little bit of real estate yeah. you can. So it, it is really important. Um and I think it's something to do, you know, when I think about gates, I just think about like, like super generic, but just, you know, you put a kid on a, put a kid, put a child on a swing set, right? Mm-hmm. Pull them back three feet and let them go. Where mm-hmm. does it go? It goes about three feet above the other side. So like when I just think about gates in general, for me, it is, I want to get, I, I'd love to, to pull, pull that swing all the way back to close to 90 and let it go from there so that we can have more potential for, for speed and angle and, and, um, yes. running a higher line. Right. So like, that's the, that's the, in my opinion, that's really what we're, that's the 30,000 foot uh, view. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I look at it. Like we're just, we, we're starting, we're starting a rhythm and we want to start as close to the optimal line as we can. And then it's our, it's our job to try to stay on that optimal line, uh, as, as well as we can through the, through the entire course. Yeah. And, and excuse me, I like, I I'm with you on that one. Like that's, that's, uh, you know, one of few areas where that swing set analogy to me is just 100% right. And, and that's exactly it. Um, and, and that other comment, you know, earlier you made, um, about, about setting up, um, a line that allows for, you know, for the greatest sort of error or, or you know, but, you know, allows you to recover from, from errors, you know, that, that's what the whole thing is about. So, cause <clears throat> Even if even if your quest or even if like the the parameters of the course didn't dictate that you go between a set of entrance gates, you know, even if it was a zero ball or or even if there was nothing there and you you had free reign um, to do whatever you wanted, this this would still be the approach you would you would want to set up for 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 ball one. Yep, or or um, just yeah for your free ski run, you know. So this for your is, free ski run, one hundred percent. If you're gonna go out there and and you're a free skier, this this applies one hundred percent. You want to start with a great rhythm. You don't want to have to take six to eight cuts to finally find that right rhythm. If you can get it yep. from the beginning, your first turn on the right hand side of the boat, or let, you know whatever the first turn you come to, is gonna be so much better that you're gonna you're gonna enjoy riding that line just as much as with just as much importance as somebody who is skiing the course, uh, trying to run the course for the first time, trying to run deep short line. It's all the yes. same. Yes, for sure. And, and as with the, you know, some of the free skiers that I do work with, it, it, that's kind of how I approach it. Also, like, you know, if you, if you want your first turn to be as, as good as your, as your fifth, you know, which, you know, everyone does, 
then then yeah we you know, and you then you set this up in the exact same manner um you know we we've talked lots about um it's kind of a new theme that's sort of organically popped up on us this year uh, best potential line you know or yep. best available line um and and that's what your gate setup is it's it's creating opportunity for the for the best potential line so um it's really like as a coach it's you know we talked about this hierarchy that that our eyes kind of kind of uh kind of catch you know and and thinking you know going back through the episodes this year like number one was was stance you know structure um and then you know down a little higher up the the the, the pyramid it's you know then then how you how you you know how you move um as it relates to that structure and then the very next thing that you know the very next thing you're going to see is this you know because mm-hmm. this is where this is where um this is where like the majority, this is, this is probably the most limiting factor on, on, for most skiers, you know, what even, even amazing skier, even, I mean, all of us, right. Um, you know, you, you can generally tell when someone hits the first wake, you know, you're thinking of, you know, watching these guys at 41 nowadays, you can generally tell when they hit the first wake, um, on their gates, if there's a chance for this to go down or if there's zero chance for this to go down, um, you know, cause just that you know, the, the parameters get tighter and tighter and it's got to be closer to, to perfect. So, okay, let's go then. What, what's the, what's the first thing, what's the first thing you see? Like, before we get into the, like the, the mechanics of it, like what's the first, what's it like, let's do some general rules of thumb then. Like what, what is a good setup consist of? Tight to the wake, stand tall. Got it. How about that? I like that. Just the first two things that came to my head, right? Like yeah, the way I, I look at, that. the way I look at it, um, you know, for the traditional gate pullout, we are to the left of the wakes, yep. um, which in, in your eyes's analogy of where we're target, target edge change is right behind the boat, correct? Mm-hmm. So we're already starting on the wrong side of that for our gate pullout, which means yeah. this is one of the reasons why it's so important to so important to do this sequence as well as possible so that we can get on the closest line as we can because we're already starting from basically a pulling long position. So we're gonna need to be really efficient with this move. So in my opinion, I am as tight to the wakes as I possibly can be. Uh, You know, I am not on the other side of the trough. I am am right in, like I am right at the bottom of the first wake or of the second wake basically on the outside bottom of the second wake. As tight as I can get to there is where I wanna be. And my move is, you know, it's, it's, we've talked about this a lot. It's leave the handle below the belly button and think uh-huh. about extending, standing tall, chest comes up. And as, as you've uh, said before, it's like going to your tippy toes. Like we are gonna go as far and straight and tall as we can, because what that's gonna do is give us the biggest room to be able to allow our body to move in our direction of travel when we decide to then basically set our edge and yeah. start drop, dropping yes. in, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that move, I think that, it's funny, um, I, I often will, I'll, I'll liken that that move that you just that you just explained that rising up. I liken that to a preturn. You know, it, it's you you've, the higher you get your center of mass, the, the 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 you know greater you can you can displace it. You know, so the taller you get, the 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 longer you can fall. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and the longer you fall, the more your mass, you know, di- you know, displaces or, or, or falls in front of your feet, the, the, the more rapid the, and the more instant that acceleration is going to be on the pullout. That first move is really important to me, like it's, really important to me. It's, it's, it's going to set, it's the foundation for everything else that's to come. So yes, it's really, really, it's really, really important. Um, you know, I'm sure right now people are listening to us. They're thinking about standing tall. I'm thinking the first question that's going to pop in their head is when do I pull out Trent? Man, when there's do I so start that edge. Yeah. So, I mean, it's dependent upon uh, like a, a few different things. Um, one boat speed, two rope length, you know, okay. the, and is there, there's kind Can of like an inverse on that. Well, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so obviously not obviously, but the faster the boat's going, um, the, the, the more speed you're going to carry the, 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 you know, you're going to have to pull out, you're going to have to pull out earlier. Um, but then conversely on a longer rope, there's a longer path for you to get up beside the boat. So you're going to have to pull out earlier for a, for a longer rope. So as the line gets shorter, you pull out later. Um, so, and, and then, but then there's other factors too. I mean, it's just how much speed are you able to generate? You know, if, if you're able to generate a heck of a lot of speed, then you're going to pull out earlier than someone else. So that, that's a little bit more trial and error. And thus why it's incredibly important for the mechanics of the pullout to be, uh, uh, you know, identical in the end, identical every single time, you know, the, how much you rise up before you fall into that lean, you know, how much you fall into that lean, how long you hold that, you know, how long until you come into your glide. Although if the, once those are consistent, then the timing is simple. Yeah. You know, it's just when there's a moving target, you know, when you're pulling out in a slightly different manner every single time that, you know, that timing becomes difficult. Well, that, and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, even, even the best pros in the world, we, you know, uh, we don't always have a, the gate isn't fully replicable, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to get, you know, you, you are a little bit further back and you dropped your left shoulder on your pullout and you got more load. And so instead of getting that whip up, up into that wide position with lots of speed, you're coming up a little narrower and the rope's tight and you aren't where you want to be. I mean, it's not like this is something that there, there is nobody that can do their gate perfect every single time. So then, then that's why we always just put so much focus onto, you know, every time you have a gate pull out, you have a free opportunity to practice this. So that's why we put so much emphasis on it. Um, there's plenty yeah. of room for error in this. I mean, it's not for like sure. it's so critical. I see a lot of people like when, when you, as soon as we start talking like this, I, I have these visions of people getting really tense and thinking they got to do a lot in a short period of time. And yeah, yeah. it's got to, it's got to be a lot of work. And so I think what we need to do is really just continue along this discussion of what happens next. Like we got up to that tall point. We are, we see our, we've set our position that we want to pull out. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. whatever that is, like a lot of people, like, let's just say it's front of the boat, uh, touches the pregate, right? Like something like mm-hmm. that. Like they see that yep. that's where you, you need to be tall. If that's your point, then you need to be tall at that point, and then you're starting your drop in right when that starts. Is that is that kind of how your brain works, or do you yeah. pick a point that you start to stand tall and do your move? So I think of it as, as a <clears throat> excuse me, like a continuous motion. Like I, like I don't get up, I don't I don't rise up and then wait, right, and wait until I see it. Like, and that's why like if I pull out too early, it's because I I rose up either too quickly or a, a bit too early. Because how I feel it is like. I set it in motion and then I couldn't stop it. I can't stop it. So, I mean, I rise up till I'm past this tipping point and then I'm falling, you know? And it's like, and it's funny, like 
you know, how, how exact your timing does get though. Cause I mean, I know that if I get, if I get to that point where that fall is now, um, you know, it's unquestionable, it's happening. And I know that I'm a bit too early. I can like feel myself like pushing on my toes, trying to catch myself or trying to rise up a little bit more, just trying to stall or delay that fall. But, uh, it's, it's absolutely a fall. Um, and, and then the, you know, the, the, the posture itself is, you know, you go back to, you know, episode one, two, and probably three also this year, you know, we, we've talked at length about, you know, how important, um, you know, your, your structural alignment is at this point. Um, but, but again, so the, the reason why, you know, the reason why it's good to, good to be dynamic before, um, that first move, meaning like rising up and then letting yourself fall is, is, is I want, you know, it's like, because you, you know, you already said, you know, earlier in this, this episode, how you are pulling past the second wake at this point. It's the only time that there isn't an option for that. So my objective is I want to create as much speed in a short amount of time as possible or a short amount of space as possible. Um, I don't want to do a long gradual pullout. And, and it's not that that doesn't work, but, but it, it, the longer I like anywhere else in the course, the longer I'm required to pull at that point, the harder it's going to be for me to, to come up into my glide without losing direction or, or saying the Speed. same thing. Yeah. It, it's going to be hard for me to keep the line tight if I have yep. to pull long, you know? Yep. Um, so that's a question step, for you. Yeah. So, so you stand up, you find your point and now you're going to drop in. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? Like what, what's tight, what's not tight, where, yeah. like, what are you, what are you thinking about right there where, where this is right where you're starting your pullout, basically. We, we're yeah. just extending tall and yep. now it's time to move. What are yeah, we so doing? What are you me, doing? You think for me, like, like lefty, um, I, you know, there's not a lot of knee bend there. I'm not getting down and low. I'm actually getting tall and, and, and like, I just, that, the word that comes to my mind is timber. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally falling and then I am keeping like my body's stack, if you will, as true as possible, just by keeping my core really tight. Um, I think of it. So if I'm standing on a clock face, I want to, you know, I'm going to fall towards my desired direction of travel, which is somewhere between 10 and 11 on on that clock face. So that front left quadrant and, and I'm just as, you know, as little movement with my upper body as possible. You know, I'm going to make sure that you know, I don't drop my left shoulder. I'm going to make sure that I don't, you know, hollow my chest and round my shoulders or let my center sag, you know, cause I want that, that, you know, through that fall towards that 10 or 11 o'clock, I want my, my left hip to get as far ahead of my front foot as possible. I want to create true acceleration. Um, you can think of it as using momentum more so than, than cutting, you know, or yes. more so than pulling is the word. We, I think that's the, like, that's, that's the key right there. I mean, early momentum. I really wanted momentum. to ask you something like how much pressure is, are you feeling in your feet or mm-hmm. how much feedback are you, you, how much pressure are you feeling from your feet in that it falling feels, zone? Yeah. It feels really like, it feels really light on my body. It looks right. more substantial. Um, when I see it on video, it feels really light though. And, I, and, and again, that's part of that, you know, how we talk about it's important to, to get yourself in motion, rising up to create that fall because you, you're trying to create some momentum out of, out of nothing. Nothing. You're not, nothing's happened yet, you know? Right. So if, you know, again, I've likened it to a preturn. However, you get, you've got to get moving to create some momentum. You, you're trying to create some swing, some acceleration, you know, out of nothing. So, right. um, it, it does, it, it does feel really, really light. And the, and the, the, 
you know, the, the, the bigger the timber, the earlier and more rapid the rate of acceleration. And then it, I really don't even need to pull out that long because I can you know, create substantial speed over the boat speed in a small amount of space. So then I can just rise up and just ride that, you know, ride that handle path all the way to until my speed no longer is greater than the boat. And, and that's going to determine my width for me, you know? Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, I think, height. I think for me, I, I just, I mean, the simple, the simple thing I just, I just wrote down on a little tiny piece of paper I have next to me was <laughs> the way, I, the way I'm like thinking about it is um, it's fall, catch, rise up. I like That's that. it. Right. Yeah. It's fall. Like it, and then you're catching yourself on the, on the, on the, on the rope, I assume you mean, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Catching myself on the rope and then, uh, holding on to that, holding on to that energy that I created while I start to come up and extend and swing up on the boat. And that part, that one's really important. Like what you just said there, holding on to that energy while you're rising up into your glide. Yep. You know, you don't want to, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't want that you don't want your transition up onto that flat ski um, to be the finish line, if you will, you know, or if you're doing a more of a one handed style gate, you don't want that edge change just like anywhere else in the course. You don't want that to be the finish line. That shouldn't be when the energy disappears. That shouldn't be when the tension disappears, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't disengage at that point. Cause if you do, then you're, then you're, 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 you're going to, you're going to run more of a parallel line with the boat early instead of this, you know, like, like we had talked about instead of like swinging up on this, on this full extension of the rope. Right. And then, so uh, I'm going to paint the, the reverse picture just real quick. This is yeah. what, this is the common thing. And this is what I'm not looking for when I'm doing gates. And that is, uh, someone who's sitting, standing in a, what people would call an athletic position, which means mm -hmm. a little more knees bent, little hips back. And then when it's time to pull out for the gate, the first thing you see is the elbows tighten, arms bend, hips shift shift back and now yeah. we lean back against the boat and we are pulling against the boat to try to get out as wide as we can and and it feels like you're generating so much so much power and so much whatever you want to call that speed or whatever but it's it's really not it's just load and load is not exactly speed uh if you don't have your ski set the right way. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then that leads to a long pull. It's as, as soon as you stand up, you have no excess speed. Yes. So I just want you to understand that that's, that's why I, that's why we, you know, when I wrote it down, I wrote it down, fall, catch, ride up, rise up, ride up, whatever you want at the end yeah. of that. Like that's the key is, is creating energy. When you stand tall and then you, like I think about just leaving my handle and allowing my body to fall to that 10 or 11 position on the clock, falling into it. I call it stepping into it, whatever you want to call that. Yep. Wherever my, the further uh, off the side of my ski, my weight goes, I mean, we can call it center of mass. You can call it all that stuff, but just, mm -hmm. just call it weight. Right. So my yep. weight falls off the edge, the further off the edge it falls, the more my ski must roll up. I do not push my ski to that edge angle. That edge angle happens because my body fell leading my ski. That's mm -hmm. the kind of relationship we want to have with our ski. We do not want to be telling our ski what to do by trying to tighten and force and manipulate. Allow your body to move in the right direction. And that center of mass moving off the side of your ski in your direction of travel will then engage more of the front of the ski, pull it to the angle that you need it to. And then you catch right there. And then you start to accelerate up on the boat in one dynamic move, basically. There's no static position there. What do you think? Yes. <clears throat> no, I, I like that. And like how you, how you uh, I 
kind of blew up there for a second. <laughs> I got a little excited. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting, man. This is Gates, baby. Well, I know. And I like how you said um, 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 dynamic or continuous. Um, and, and that really applies to the, to the, to the second move to me, which is, which is the, when you, when you, uh, how did, I can't remember how you termed it. You, you did the fall, the catch and the, what was rise the last up. thing you said? Rise up. So like that rise up for me, like that's when you need to keep your momentum going at that point. Cause at that point, if you've done the first move right correctly, <clears throat> you should be going faster than the boat. So as I stand up, I'm being really like hyper engaged through my through my core. So so the handle's not coming away from my body, and that my and that my inside hip, you know, especially as a lefty, isn't sagging back, and 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 I'm taking that speed and running it down course. I want to take that momentum and stand up and let that swing continue because at that point I'm going faster than the boat. So if I keep everything oriented on the same path, I'm going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. I feel like, you know, um, two thirds of, of my height on the boat is actually coming on, on a flat ski, you know, and, and that's a little bit arbitrary, but that's just how I, how I frame it. I'm arbitrary, sorry, in terms of the exact numbers, but that's how I frame it in my mind. I'm going to, the first third is, is the momentum or the acceleration phase. And then then, then the then the second two thirds of that climb are actually done on a flat ski, and I, I'm doing it through the glide. That is that's the that's the same ratio that I use in my head. I want a yeah. short, I want a a fairly short, concise fall, mm-hmm. and then I want a long rise up, a long you know whatever you're calling like riding that flat ski. Maybe it's not quite flat. It just it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's it's actually not. I wouldn't say it's flat, but it's close. It's but moving it's in the that way direction, you feel. Yeah. It's the way you feel. You feel yeah. like you're riding a flat ski, and that you're just you're running on that line. And I'm working and it, hard at that point. Like uh, and, and you know, uh, and just in terms of engagement, like I feel like if if there's a portion in the entire pass that I am really ringing out my core, um, it, it's that that moment there because you know, every, every degree of, 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 uh, deviation back to the inside is going to, it's going to have like big negative, you know, potential negative effects. So I'm being oh. really, really engaged through that. Point. And, and, and I'm even, you know, I'm even careful with my intent at that point. As I rise up, I am not looking down two, four, six, cause that's, I'm not trying to run a line, um, that would intersect two, four, six. I'm trying to run an outward upward swing so i even mm-hmm. keep my my focus attention on my focus uh on that path that i'm on you know i'll do it with my eyes i'll do it with my with my intent even you know i i, I don't want to run with the boat at this point i want to run out up and 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 on that ideal or that best possible handle path all right yep no that's that's 100 i mean i think I think that's the ideal. I mean, we want that goes right back to that swing set analogy and trying to make sure mm-hmm. that we're at 90 degrees when we let go of ourselves, right? Like yeah. that's what you're shooting. You're striving to ride that arc as far up on that boat as you can so that when it is time to turn in, you have the most potential um, for success, basically. I mean, that, that is, that's what we're shooting for. So it's really, it's really key. How about, how about this? Why, why don't I walk through, uh, a gate for myself real quick? Well, again, not real quick. They can never be that (laughs) fast, but, and then, and then, uh, we'll do one through you and then maybe we'll just, uh, finish off by talking 
about anything that was surprising or anything yeah. that you know like and and feel free to cut me off while i'm going uh, if if you're hearing something oh, yeah. that's I'm like the, okay right i'm the i'm the king of interjecting <laughs> oh well we both are we both are i got a lot to say man i got a lot to say so okay so right foot forward so i so, am right foot forward i am left palm up you know that's just how i stand so i'm you know as soon as i if i'm at the end of the lake and i'm on a private lake or whatever the first thing i'm going to do is get myself right up out of the water right to where i want my starting position to be and then i'm going to fix my shorts i'm going to look at you know find my points that i'm seeing and i'm seeing the course coming okay here comes my let's just say my pullout is five feet before the front of the boat touches the pre-gates that's that's kind of my zone let's say so mm -hmm. I think about uh, standing tall with the handle below my belly button. My chest comes up. I go all the way to that tippy toe. And then the first thing I'm going to do is just slightly open my shoulders to the boat, meaning they're just twisting maybe five degrees to the right. Yeah. And then I am going to think about opening my grip, opening my hands and allowing my body to fall off the in that 10 to 11 o'clock range as far as the direction that I'm going to allow my body to fall. So I stand up as a right foot forward skier. That's an offside cut for me. So I'm kind of basing my cut off of my front foot. So I stand tall, got my, you know, I can feel my weight a little more over my front foot. I'm opening up my shoulders a little bit. And now I'm letting my body fall to that, like that timber that you called, like that timber mm -hmm. falling over. As you timber, make sure that you keep that left shoulder up so that we're not we're not dropping it and allowing our hips to fall back. We keep our shoulders level at all moments in the course, basically. So right there, I'm keeping it that way. And then I'm falling. And what I want to do is allow myself to fall to my lowest point that I think I can catch myself. Obviously, mm -hmm. I want to be able to catch myself. I fell last year on a gate pullout, just so we're clear. So <laughs> I have pushed this to the I've pushed I've this to it, the yeah. little bit. Yep, it's a little bit yeah. too far, which is slightly embarrassing when people are like, you just crashed on your pullout. And I'm like, yep, I did. But anyway, the point is I'm trying to I'm trying to learn this move mm -hmm. to be the most efficient. So it could happen, but you're probably not gonna you're not gonna fall here. But anyway, I'm gonna fall and then as I get as I, as my timber is going down, wherever that point is that I that I I'm like, I need to catch myself here. That's where I'm going to tighten my grip. And I'm going to think about just tightening my core. And I want to just slowly stand up and hold on to that and allow my ski to go wherever it's trying to go. All I'm trying to do is just tighten and hold on to that inertia that I, that I created. And as I, as I, as I'm standing up now, I, just like you said, I'm not really keying on two, four, six buoy line. My shoulders are facing the boat at this point. I'm tight. My elbows are tight to my vest and I'm just standing up, standing up, standing up. I'm not trying to square to the course. I am not taking that left shoulder and trying to rip it outwards. I'm literally yes. just standing up and holding on to that. Yes, I know mentally, if you pull that left shoulder outwards, you think you're going to push your ski out in this wide trajectory. But what happens is you manipulate the line and in so doing, you actually pull your ski onto a higher inside edge and you actually run inside straighter down the lake than you would have had you just stayed connected with your shoulders facing the pylon. So, you know, we talked about this last year. When I come up into my t nice tall stance, I want to be balanced while I'm in that, while I'm riding that flat ski. I'm still connected with my elbows. I'm reaching up. I'm getting higher and higher. I'm getting closer to that apex. 
So at that moment, my shoulders are still facing the boat. I call I I call it cutting wind with my left shoulder, left hip. Okay. Meaning I want meaning they're leading. They're leading. They're yeah. leading significantly over the over the right side. Okay. So because I'm rotating around the pylon. So when I'm the higher up on the boat, the more my shoulders really are going to try to face the pylon. And that means I'm going to be cutting more wind with my left, my left side. And I'm just going to be up really tall. If, if anything, I feel like almost like my handle is falling more to my right rear end. Like I'm passing the handle that way so that the handle is really beside me, if not slightly behind me. My and are you, shoulder, and yeah, are you putting, are you putting it there? Or is uh, that where it, is that is that where it ends up? No, that's it ends up there because yeah. I'm wrapping around because yes. of the angles. If I physically try to do anything with that handle to push out in front of me, I will torque the ski on the inside edge more, which will pull me more to the inside and actually make me run that straighter, narrower line. So I'm really just focusing on staying connected and not trying to square. That squaring up is what cuts all this off and mm -hmm. kills and kills that ability to have that 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 width with speed. So I'm out there. I've got the handle next to my right hip, like my hip socket, like that's where that handle is there. My left shoulder is cutting wind and I'm just looking for that point at which I know is my turn in point, which I'm hoping corresponds. This is the most important thing yeah. that corresponds with that moment that the boat and I are about the same. The moment mm -hmm. right before, if you wait too long and the boat all of a sudden is slightly faster than you, the line's tight and it makes everything else almost impossible to do correctly. So what I'm trying to do is time it so that when I'm out there, I'm gliding, I'm coming up on the boat, I'm coming up, the boat and I are the same. And the moment just before the boat and myself are the same speed, I'm going to take that handle from the right hip. I'm going to release my hands like I'm going to let go of it. I'm obviously not going to let go of it. I'm going to release the handle to the pylon. It's like a mini two-handed reach. I'm doing a two-handed yes. gate in this. Mini, so I'm going to release that handle. I'm in front of it. Like if you take a line from the pylon to the handle to me, okay, pylon handle make a line. At, when I'm out at the widest part of my gate, I'm ahead of that, meaning that line will go through my right hip, not through my belly button. Does that make sense? Yep. So yep. I'm ahead of it. I'm cutting wing with that left shoulder. When it's time to turn in, I'm tall. I'm also very tall. And now I'm going to go to my tippy toes, reach to the pylon, and then I'm going to go right into that same move that we talked about moving out for the gates, which is uh, moving in that, well, it would be that uh, two... Well, one to two o'clock position on a clock. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. going to step into that move. I'm going to fall into that move. It's a fall. I'm going to fall into there and I'm going to do the same move I was trying to do on the pullout. I'm going to fall and catch myself. And then I'm going to be moving through the gate. The, really one of the keys in my, in this deal is that I, in practice, I've, I will always turn in that moment before the boat and I hit, even if I miss my gates by three feet. Yeah. If I miss my gates three feet earlier, early, then I know on my next gate, I'm going to shift and pull out or edge out or do my yeah. gate, you know, whatever that's called. I'm going to do that four feet later. That way, yeah. if I was three feet before, I'm going to be four feet later. That way I'm not right on the right hand gate ball. Um, I'm giving myself a little bit of room for error, but it's really a sequence of events that we're trying to time 
So it's very important that you start from the beginning of, of the gates that we talk about. And hopefully your end result is I'm, oh, I'm going right through the gates, right where I want to be. I turned in just before the boat and I uh, hit that right speed. And, and that's kind of the goal. So it's a sequence of events. I'm not out there at that gate glide standing tall with that hip on my right shoulder, cutting wind with my left shoulder, waiting and waiting and waiting until I know that it's my time to turn in. That's not happening. It's a sequence of events. I'm swinging up on the boat. And the moment that I am about to match, match the boat in speed, bam, I got to go. And, yeah. and that time. And you got to go. You got to go. If you wait, then you're going to go, you're going to end up bending your arms. You're going to end up with your hips back. You're going to end up with your weight back. You're going to end up with significantly more load with less direction. And mm -hmm. you're always going to be fighting the feeling of way too much speed into one. Yep. Yeah, because your approach angle is going to be more direct, and I, and, and that's and yeah, <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> it's exciting. But it's just funny, like even like me listening to you walk through your gates, I get the I get these same like like anxious, like excited. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it's just a picture that I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of times, and it's and it's just so incredibly important. And 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 I think I think it's funny the key to allowing yourself to learn ideal setup is actually, or, or you could say like the, the key to learning ideal gates is, is allowing yourself to miss your gates. And this is a conversation I have to have with, with people all the time. You have to be okay with missing your gates while you're learning this because, because <clears throat> if no matter what, you're going to stand beside the boat until, until you have ideally timed, you know, actually going through the gates, then you're missing, you're missing the entire point of this whole thing. And it's the same, you know, like when, when someone flies to Melbourne and misses their gates at, at Moomba, <clears throat> you know, it, it's not because, well, it's not because they, they haven't gone through the gates 10,000 times before and, and don't know how to do it. And it's also, it's not because they're trying to get a jump on one ball and get an earlier start. That's not at all. It's, it's, you're in your glide, like, you know, cause I, I've missed my gates in tournaments. Um, it, it's been rare, but. It feels know. terrible, but it's yeah, just, but you're it's in your glide. The matter, yeah, and you're in your glide, and you're slowing down, and you're slowing down, and you're slowing down. And you're like, oh, it, it's now or never. If I don't go now, I'm going to be going so slow that this pass has zero chance of happening anyway. So you just you turn and you hope for the best. You know, it's um <clears throat> that missed gate scenario when you see you know like a, a pro skier miss their gates. It's it's not because they were trying to get an earlier jump on it. It's it was like you know. They just didn't have any other choice. You know? It was so, yeah. There was an error in their in their in their move and way and, back, and way got, back yeah. at the start, not the turn in. You it's know? always it's, further back than you think. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's skiing and life. <laughs> I keep crashing so, at two ball. Well, but it's it's one ball or the gates that's actually getting you. Yeah, so, yeah. <clears> how about um, you walk us through yours then? Yeah. You know, so since, I mean, it's obviously I mine. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's, you know, so I'm a lefty. Your, your brain. Yeah. So you know, I'm a lefty. So there's you know there's the only really difference is, is, is stance. You know, I'm, I'm not going to have to, um, excuse me. I'm not going to have to make much of a movement to open up on the pullout itself because, you know, you know, just you're imagine, yeah, you're, yeah. Yep. Left foot forward, my hips, my, excuse me, my, sh my, uh, chest is already more naturally open to the boat. So I, I'm going to, but I'm going to do that same, you know, rise up timber, the same fall. Um, I'm, I'm going to be really cognizant of equal arm pressure, um, so I know I haven't, you know, dropped my left shoulder and, and, and like you, I'm going to fall, I'm going to, I'm going to rise as tall as I can and, and make a max fall. So I'm going to, you know, it's the pressure is going to be significantly into the tip of the ski significantly on my toes. And when I, 
when when you fall and then that that catch happens, you're in a fairly vulnerable state. You know, you're in a fairly vulnerable position at that point. So that's why I talk about being so engaged through my core because if I can fall without my body position changing, um, and, and and I'm going to control that by catching it with my core really aggressively, then my ski is 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 forced to accelerate back underneath me. You know, and and if I'm going to go to that max tipping point where a few more degrees of fall and 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 my ski wouldn't have supported it, and I, and I you know might have actually fallen into the water, if I'm going to get any, anywhere near there, it's going to take some some engagement. So it's not it's not hard. It's not it's not a it's not a strength move. I'm not doing anything, but I'm using a lot of power through my center to, just to make sure that my body position stays intact. Um, and then again, in my mind, I have this. You're holding on to that. Rule. You're holding on to that power that you just created, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And if I let myself, you know, if if I if I'm tired or if I just if I'm disengaged, if I let my my you know my chest hollow and my hips are then gonna fall, I'm gonna balance back a little bit. So I'm gonna kill that potential acceleration that I had created right. through the fall. So I've I've got, just got to be strong and still. Um, and then as I come up, you know, a third of the way out, as I start moving up onto the, onto, you know, or transitioning onto that flat ski, I'm just, I'm just thinking about just being a weight on the end of the rope. You know, I I want my left shoulder to be the furthest extension of the rope. So people, you know, I I get that question a lot. Like, what do you do with the handle? Where should the handle be? And my answer is always the same. The handle shouldn't be anywhere. It should be, it should be just a point between your left shoulder and the pylon. You know, mm-hmm. it's don't like positioning the handle is only going to change your weight distribution um, and, and like never in a positive way. So the handle is where the handle is. So then, <clears throat> excuse me, as I come up into that glide, I, I'm going significantly faster than the boat. So I appreciate that at this point, this is my opportunity to climb and swing out on that, that nice. If you think of it, you know, as it relates to um, a pendulum, because just, you know, and it does given that, you know, the rope is static in its length or whatever, you know, it's, it's not changing. The anchor point in relation to you isn't changing at this point, you should be running a semicircular path. Right. And I think we get caught in this idea of, of as soon as you stop pulling, then you run down the lake. And, and most people, because they accept that as, as, you know, as what they think they should be doing. That's what most people do. They stand up, they lose that energy. They square up to one, three, or I'm sorry, to two, four, six, like something we've been told countless times, you know, make sure you're wider than two, four, six. So everyone stands up and squares to it. So now they just took that energy and that, and that speed and they just sent it straight down the lake. So that's why, you know, you watch people on their gates, the majority, I'm not going to say necessarily slack, but most people you're going to see a nice droop in their line. So if you're at 15 off, that just simply tells you that the handle isn't, 60 feet away from the pylon, you know, maybe it's 58 feet at this point. Um, so, you know, again, if we're trying to maximize our potential line, then you want that handle to be as far away from, from the pylon as, as the length of the rope will allow. Um, I like that, how you had talked about that, you know, seeing that line through your body. So I like to think of it as just a picture it from overhead. You know, I would, if I, if I was watching someone's gaze more, excuse me, gate set up from overhead. I'd want to see the rope going, you know, out beside the boat. Obviously it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfectly perpendicular. You're not going to be 90 degrees of the pylon, but I want to see the, I'd like to see the rope going out from the boat not like perfectly straight. No, no, no sag in it. And then I would like to see, I'd like to see if I was looking from overhead, I'd want to see your hips, sorry, your head, your hips, your ski in that nice straight line. And I'd want to see that outside of the handle or further away from, from the, from, from the pylon than the handle itself that whole thing in a nice straight line. You know, I wouldn't want to see the handle in front of somebody. 
I wouldn't, I'd want to see it, you know, their arms relax. So they're extended to the point that your outward direction dictated. And I'd want to see just, I'd want to see rope handle. And then I'd want to see head, hip ski outside of that. So it just tells you that, that you're on, you're on your, you're as wide as possible. And I don't mean wide as, as in high up on the bow, but you're as far away from the pylon as the rope, the handle and the length of your arms would allow for. And I think that needs to be your goal. You've got to think about riding that, that full outward swing. Um, and the, the biggest tell for someone that didn't, that wasn't outside or they weren't as far away from the pylon as, as, you know, as was possible is when they go to turn in, if, whenever you see someone take the handle to their left, when they turn in, they're, they're trying to draw up a, a tight rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's again, swooping it's a, the handle. Exactly. And there's some phenomenal skiers that that's just always been their move. You know, a nice, you know, you'll, or you see like a nice semicircular kind of sweep with the handle. And, and as what they're doing is they're, they're, you know, they're skilled enough that, that they can draw up that, that, what would, what would have resulted in a loose line when they, when, you know, when they did fall to the inside, they're, they're, they're compensating for it. So you're looking, you're looking for where the rope comes tight. That's why you're swooping the handle exactly, in that zone. But yeah. well, what we're, what we're really hoping for is that we don't have to do anything that we know the line's tight, right? Just, just out of reach of where we're trying to be. It's yep. right there. It's not tight and dragging us, but it's right there. We don't have to swoop the handle. We're going to just start the next move with our body. So exactly. Perfect so, lead in for you to talk about. Now you're out there. Let's say you're up in that 80 to 90 degree zone. When you're out there, are you still feeling even hand pressure? I'm feeling everything in my left, in, in the point of my left shoulder, you know? Um, right. I, it's not that it's my right arm isn't connected to it, but again, I, I want that that left shoulder. I, you know, I don't worry about being square. I don't worry about being rotated in. I just, I want that left shoulder as far away from, from the pylon as possible. Um, through the entire glide then, while I'm still climbing, 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 because I'm going still going faster than the boat yep. at this point, I'm just simply relaxing my arms, relaxing my arms, relaxing my arms through the whole process. Because if I still have out, if I still have outbound direction at this point, relaxing my arm is, is, is excuse me, relaxing my arms is is allowing me to get even further away from the pylon. Exactly. And 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 I feel like when I if I really do a good job and it, it doesn't, you know, it, there's certain points of the season where I can I can rely on it. But if I've done a really good job up to this point. I, I relax to the point where I'm like fingertips. I'm so far away from the pylon, you know? And, and then I get this, if I get there, I'm like beyond excited. I'm like, I can hardly control my, my enthusiasm because I know what's about to happen. I know I'm going to have <laughs> max, max angle and, and subsequently no load. Um, again, because of how, you know, how much speed I'm carrying and, and how good I've done on that out, out you know, that outward direction. Yep. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's where I go, like, you know, and I'm going to, then I, you know, to move in back in, I'm just repeating the process in the opposite direction. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just stand up and because I've been relaxing my arms through that entire process, like you said, it's, it's, it is making a two handed reach. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be the direction you, know, you want to go, which is towards the pylon. Y- y- exactly. Yeah. And so as I'm, as I'm doing that two handed reach, I'm actually moving out to roll back in, you know, and it, it's just, for me, speed is going. Speed and direction are going to trump what people like to call uh, width. You know, for me, like I, I like differentiate between width and height because height is how high up on the boat you get. Um, width is um, how far from the pylon you are. You know, and I know those two can be interchangeable, but I think it's it's important to 
differentiate between those two. So just simply getting high, high, high in the boat, that's not that important to me. I, I, I want to make sure one, that my direction is really good. So I know that I have a tight rope and I know that I'm as far away from the pylon as, as possible. Um, and two, water speed for me trumps everything because if, 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 you know, if I'm going significantly slower than the boat when I, at the moment that I turn in, my opportunity to to finish that turn and create that angle and 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 get accelerating into the load um, that that just diminishes. You know, the fastest like, and we're going to come back on this in different episodes because this this affects everything. The faster the boat's moving away from me, while I'm trying to do anything, the 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 you know the smaller my window of opportunity is. You know, yep. um, that's why like you know some people like to put tape marks on their boat because they want to hit this this mark on their boat, but. But being high in the boat without speed, it's just, it's not, it's just, it's, it's all for nothing. You know, if, if by the time you actually start turning in, you're, you've already fallen back, um, your, your opportunity to, to make a turn is, is, it's, it's, you know, significantly diminished. Oh, you got me all fired up, man. I'm, I'm ready to go work on some gates, man. Um, <laughs> one, one, a couple of things that came in my mind when I was listening to you talk, uh, that I wanted to make sure that our listeners heard is that. When we do that falling in part, that part where, you know, right where we we're right next to the wake, we stand up and we're starting to, we're let, allowing our body to fall. Yeah. In order for you to allow your body to fall, your arms must be straight. You, If you get tall and the first thing you do is bend your arms and, and pull, then you're not going to be able to do any of this potential falling that we're talking about. So I just want to yep. make sure that people understand that it, it is a true relaxation, allowing yourself to fall. Timber, as you said, is a great way to think about it uh, so that you're staying in a nice lined up position, but your arms must be straight. And then you catch yourself when you're getting to the low point. And then that's the energy that you're trying to grab, harness and hold on to. And then the other thing with that yeah. would just be, uh, I like to think of a rope swing. So not a swing that you're sitting on. You're up on a, you know, you've, you've got a rope tied to a tree a tree limb that's that's going out over the lake right when you drop when you jump and you're holding on to that holding on to that uh rope hmm. as you swing down it's not that hard to hold on to that rope where does it get really hard to hold on to it when you pass the bottom and you're arcing up right like well, you see a lot of people have epic fails on on uh, instagram <laughs> right because that's exactly they, what i was thinking right now <laughs> they're just flexed they're flexed out with their arms bent on the way down and then the pressure builds and they have no ability to structurally Dude, hold on yes and it, they explode you, at the bottom that's you said that because right? whatever you what like what like watch those i mean whatever whatever um feed you get that shows these people busting their butts on rope swings it, all of them, it's because they took the load with bent arms. All of them. Yep. Every <laughs> single time. So, so yeah. So, just think That's of that. Like, like, to hold on to hold on to that rope swing, to swing way up, and then, you know, a, a cool guy thing to, do, you know, throw a double backflip off the top of it or whatever. That's totally not me. I wish it was me, not me. <laughs> Maybe Joe Poland type of thing. I don't know. But Likely. just not, not this guy, unfortunately. But, um but if you watch those people, that's where the strength is happening. The strength is happening on the second half of that arc swinging up. And that's the same thing that's going to happen for our gates. So anyway, I'm just saying, don't, don't crash down at the bottom of that rope swing by starting your pullout, by bending your arms, hips go back, lots of load. And then, then that's that person, all they do is then they stand up and just give everything back to the boat and glide straight and think now, basically you're riding the reverse line of what Trent and I have been trying to lay out here the whole time. 
So just really important. So arms straight while you're falling, catch yourself, be, you know, tighten that core. And as you're standing up, just ride that line all the way up, take that speed all the way out. And then your timing to turn back in will, will be determined on that moment that you and the boat are just about to match. Bang, right there. Uh, You're standing tall. Release it, drop in, and let's roll, man. Yep. Let's get all the work done by the first wake going into the gates. And then you're going to be riding this high arcing early line and you're going to feel slow at one, even though you're going faster than you've ever gone before. 